Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching and syndicated globally on the RAI Radio Network. With over 10 licensed digital stations, all stations tracked by Digital Radio Tracker, we are one of the largest DRT track stations in the game. RAI Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have RAI Radio's own, on the verge, indie power player, Jay Suave. Tonight, he speaks his truth regarding his journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-400-6574. Jay Suave, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you. Yo, what happened? Excited to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time aside to chop it up with me and speak your truth on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Why don't you tell me and all the listeners, how has 2016 treated your music career thus far? Uh, You know what? I'm a firm believer that, you know, life will treat you the way you treat it. So I've been treating my career better, and my career has been treating me better. Um, a lot, Getting a lot more exposure, getting an opportunity to network and meet a lot of people. I'm out here in Atlanta now. And uh, things have been great. I mean, I'm always looking to improve and, you know, make them better, but things have been great. And that's definitely what's up, Jay Suave. Glad to hear. You know, I also go by that rule that you just spoke on. It's up to you, right, to make your life and your career better, and that's what you're doing, and that's absolutely what you will get back. And what I want to do with you is I would like to rewind the tape with you a little and discuss your childhood. Okay. Tell me how your childhood affects and influences your career now. So, growing up, what were some of the early influences that shaped your love for music? And did your parents contribute? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my pops was really into music, um, had a ton of records. Uh, we used to take long drives back to Louisiana. That's where my family's from. It's like a four-hour okay. drive there and back. You know, so we eight hours in time total where we just listening to all kind of old school music. Uh, I remember for the longest, he used to tell me that I didn't understand music because I didn't really, I didn't really have the love for it that I have now, um, and have the appreciation for it that I have for like a lot of you know old school Motown music that I have now. You know, of course, it's being a musician and right. being a little bit more seasoned in music. But uh, that was that was the beginning of music for me, and then really like hip hop for me kind of jumped off when No Limit came out. Master P was like on fire at the time, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, when Make 'Em Say Uh came out in the tank, and I was like, yo, I wanted to be that. Like everything I saw, I was like, that's that's who I wanted to be, and um, that was kind of like the beginning of you know shaping the music for me. It was based off of Motown, and then my first experience with rap was uh, Master P, and then it moved into all kind of different areas, uh, getting really involved and interested in a lot of uh, East Coast artists. Jay-Z, Fabulous, was one of my favorite um, rappers and lyricists. 
um, to going out west and really, you know, vibing with Snoop Dogg and all these different influences. And then really, um, yes, they really just kind of grew from there to listening to all types of music. Uh, Wow. So your father definitely contributed, takes it back to like the classics where, you know, you were yeah. a little younger, Jay Suave, and like you said, you yeah. may have not had the appreci- appreciation for, like, the Motown artists and the OGs that you now have and in, in a better understanding. And, of course, you got to love the Motown artists. And yeah, that's cool. I know you spoke on making drives with your pops and your family, you know, listening to Motown artists. You had tons of records. And you said that your family was out in Louisiana, so... I I thought you were originally from Houston. I'm from Houston. Let me clear that up. I'm from Houston, okay. H-Town, Mo City. You know what I'm saying? One time for my folks. But my family is very, very small. One time for the H, yes, definitely. Um, but my family, my mom, my dad, their whole family is from Louisiana, a little small town in Louisiana called Bill Platt. One time for Bill Platt, you know? Bang, bang. Already. But, yeah, so. Yeah, so we used to go out there, go see Grandma. You know, my mom was in the car, too. She just, you know, she just was asleep, you know. So <laughs> it was it was Pops, <laughs> you know, playing the tunes that was contributing to the sounds and the, and things sonically that, were, uh, you know, shaped me moving forward. And, you know, happy that it happened because now I know some of those songs when they come on in the club. You know, I can sing along. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Shout out to your parents for that. And now that we sure, know that you're from the H, you you got your family out in Louisiana, but what was it like for you growing up in Houston? Yo, um, H-Town was, is, was a wonderful city. I mean, it got you have so many different experiences because there's so many different cultures out there. But for me, I grew up in Mo City. Uh, it's a pretty small area, kind of suburban, kind of, you know, a little hood somewhere in between there. And, um, you know, for me, I was – you know, kind of an outsider, kind of picked on, you know, because I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really like all the other kids really necessarily because, I don't know, I always was into music, and I, that was kind of always, like, my focus. So I was into different things. Like, when kids were, like, right. into, like, Barney, I was memorizing verses <laughs> from from my favorite artists, you know what I mean? And right. so I, I, I didn't really I didn't really identify with some of the things that people were into. So, you know, I was I was picked on as a kid. So I learned to fight early on in life. So, you know, that was that was a Man. big portion of my experiences. You um, know, that's, that's something that I don't think is really spoke on enough. You know, it's like I, like you, uh, was always musically inclined. I played the piano when I was in elementary school. I didn't oh, really realize yeah. I wanted to be a rapper until I was an early teen, about 13, 14. But... I was always different, right? And so I was always picked on as well. That's something I never really spoke on. But I think that artists that went through that, because if you look at some of the greatest artists, you know, they never really fit in with with their peers, right? There's always something about artists like us that we know where we're going and there's not too many people like us. So not too many people can understand a really creative mindset. Exactly. Would you say growing up being picked on or like you said somewhat of an outsider was that one of the biggest negative influences you encountered out there um 
Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, outside from, you know, the other negative influence that I could have, you know, got into. But, yeah, I mean, that was one of them feeling, you know, the feeling of not feeling good enough, you know, to make make you feel, you know, like you're not supposed to be here. I don't, you know, I don't know. I really, I I really can't really identify with the feelings too much anymore because I, uh, you know, I I really just moved past it as far as where I am personally. Now I'm not interested in fitting in. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's definitely something that I want to speak to and be able to speak to and through uh, with my music um, to be able to inspire people that have been through all these different challenges. But it, it was definitely a time where it made me feel, you know, I, I didn't feel great, which is why I kind of I developed like a little temper after a while and you know, quick to pop off because I used to feel like people were trying to challenge me and I didn't, I didn't like the feeling of somebody thinking that they they were better than me, you know. All day. So I yeah. can definitely relate to that, and I want to salute you. Like you said, those were some of the challenges you faced, but you've moved past it. Nothing has stopped you or held you back, and it takes that mindset and that determination, you know, to shake the haters off. And with True. those negative influences, what would you say were some of the most positive influences in your life? Oh, man, it got to be the family. It got to be the family. One time for the family, for the cousins, yes, for the aunties, for the uncles. Like, you know, that yeah. was my family. That was my first introduction to love and understanding with, you know, all the different understanding that I have. It was the basis of it, you know. And moving from there, you know, I, I really kind of tried to step out on my own and try to develop my own perspective in life, you know, to not really base everything based off of what somebody told me, right? You know, for the longest, I ate I ate my steaks well done because my mama told me to eat it that way, right? So I did it. You know, right. And then come to find out, I actually like my steaks medium well. So, but my my perspective and all the my understanding of love and compassion and you know um, you know patience that comes from my fam. I gotta you know and and my moral fiber that comes from the fam. And then uh, you know just moving from there, I've gone to really try to decide who I am and who I want to be and why I want to be that and what those things mean for. Yeah, uh, for me. But the best memories growing up was the family, grandma in the summertime. You know, uh, my brother, even though he used to pick on me, you know, shout out to him. <laughs> That's my guy now. You know. You know, and I want to say that I can relate to that as well, Jay Suave. And you know, it's not a lot of times that I chop it up with people or artists and that's their answer and at the end of the day now maybe not everyone is as blessed as you and I but like you my family ties are very strong definitely could not do it without my family so one time for your family like you said your mom your pop have been a huge inspiration and rocking your life you shouted out your cousin your aunties I know your big brother right Jake Don and I know you had a cousin Clizzy Houston who somewhat yeah, inspired you back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the that's the folks, yeah. My brother Jay Sean was just out here actually he came to come uh cool you know, cool it with me, you know. He kicking it in Buckhead a little bit. My cousin Cliz, he good folks. He's actually on the album. It's a record called Selfie. It is the only record on the album that is already clean that we didn't have to edit. So it's a um, it's a really dope wow. record. Uh it kinda like has a real kind of childlike inspiration as far as just having fun and being kind of kind of clean, kind of figuring things out. It's called Selfie. It's a really cool record. I hope everybody listening goes check it out. 
of course, the album's called Kissing Strangers. I'm sure we'll uh, get back into that, though. But, yeah, Clizzy Houston was definitely a big inspiration uh, in my life. He used to always tell me, like, keep going. He's like, yo, man, you're going to be better than all of us. You know, he's like, keep going. Yeah. Um, not uh, to say that hey, I think I'm better than of course. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the phone. Yeah. Hey, one time. And, you know, Jay Suave, What's I know happening? you spoke on. You know, in a short time chopping it up with you, I could just tell you're a refreshingly real person. So, you know, salute to you. I could tell that you're very grounded and humbled. And I have been listening to your track. And, yes, we will most definitely get into that later in the show. And earlier you spoke on some Motown. And then once you got really into hip-hop, you know, you talked about soaking up game from some East Coast artists and, you know, Jay-Z, you spoke on Uncle Snoop Dogg, but yeah. what was the first CD that Jay Suave purchased? The first CD that I purchased, I cannot remember the name of it, but it was a masterpiece CD. It was, I think it was the one that had Make Em Say Uh on it. It was that one because okay. I had every. Everything that No Limit dropped, I had. I had Mia X. I had uh, Fiend. Yeah. I can't even remember if Fiend came out with a CD, but I had Mystical. I had Silk the Shaka. We had, yeah, we had everything that came out of No Limit. So my first yes, CD was I was right there with you. I mean, I was bumping every single thing, No Limit. I ain't mad at you for that. And out of curiosity, if you could work with three of today's established artists, who would that be and why? Oh gosh! I mean, of course it got to be Beyonce, Ace Town. You know what I mean? Beyonce is one time. you know one of the, yeah one you know one of the biggest artists in the world, if not the biggest artist in the world. So um, shout out for that. Um, so yeah. Beyonce, shout out I would you. say probably the weekend, just because I I, I love you mm. know where he's where he's taking things musically and the fact that he's. You know, where it comes across musically like somebody who's not really interested in fame and the things that come with it. He's kinda of like almost antithesis of that. So I mean I really I really like yeah. that. I think we could do dope music, you know, do do things dope musically. And if I had to say a third person, um, I don't know, I'd probably take it out of outside the genre for the third person. It'll probably be something like disclosure or something. You know. Wow. Yeah, Those or Skrillex. Really dope and I could actually yeah. see that popping off too. Yeah, like that's I mean that's that's the thing like I, I don't consi- I consider myself at this point like I'm an artist that wants to bring different styles of music together. So like I don't know if you want to consider that a crossover artist. I know that got its own connotation, but like I'm so into music and I've I've been, you know, just a straight lyricist for my whole life up until this point. Now I'm interested in so many different things where it's about you know, melody is about the arrangement. It's about yeah. the color and texture of the music. And I'm bringing in all these different styles that I really want to bridge all these different forms of music together. I mean, you see it kind of happening now, like people are infusing a lot more, you know, West Indian music into their, into hip hop. I mean, I love that. Like I've, right. I've been at that, that epiphany, like, yo, this will work here. Um, So like, you know, there's some other things and other really styles dope. I want to bring together. I'm not going to share it right now because I don't want nobody stealing it. But. 
But that's really dope, you know, because that lets me know what kind of artist you are. You're not just a typical hip-hop artist. You're really thinking of bridging the gaps. Like, I'm not really surprised by the artist you mentioned that you would collab with, but it says a lot about you. It shows that you love, you know, like you said, to step outside the box, outside your comfort zone, and bridge all those genres together. And I think that's really, really dope. And in your opinion, what do you think is the difference? between artists striving to make it in the industry today versus a decade or 20 years ago? You know, I think right now the difference is we've been, you know, they laid the groundwork of showing us, hey, you got to go and get it on your own. I mean, because in my opinion, the artists that, that stood out the most to me were the artists that were bosses. They were CEOs. So I think that's kind of, I, th- I think that's the idea now is everybody's looking to go get it on their own because you kind of have to. You kind of you have to already be a brand on your own before people are interested in rocking with you. So I think that's the big difference where as some time ago the goal may have been to get on a record label. Now the goal is let me see how many people I can get on my Instagram or how many people I can get to come out to my show opposed to let me get signed right. to a record label. So I think I think that's the shift, and it shifts the way that people – actually interact with their audience. Um, if I would say yeah. if I would say something different, I mean I think there's definitely a difference and you know, at this point in the quality of music also just because of how readily available it is, because it's consumed so mm-hmm. fast that people don't put as much time into it. Because I don't I if I was to say what I think their perspective is is that it's not gonna be around that long any that it's not gonna be around that long anyway, you know. Whereas I think at some point, people were trying to make timeless records, you know. But again, that's just that's just a piece of the perspective of you know where I see music shifting. All day, it has definitely changed. Like you said, the pioneers in the game, you know, the OGs in the game, definitely set the groundwork for artists like you and I. And like you said, back in the day, ultimately, what we were all trying to do, or they were trying to do, was get on a label. In the beginning of the game, you know, now. There's only, like, two major labels I would have ever signed with. That would have been, like, Unk Snoop Dogg on Doggy Style and, like, Cash Money when I was striving for that record deal, you know. And, of course, uh, my old family with Mo Thugs Records and Harmony House. But today, you know, they set the groundwork on the independent game because, like you said, the ones that we really looked at and strived to be were the ones that were bosses, the ones that stepped into the CEO roles and we're beyond just an artist. And right. we got to salute OGs for that. And, you know, Jay Suave, it's not every artist that even understands that, you know, because like you were saying, to reiterate something, it's critical. You said that you already have to be a brand before people even rock with you, and that's like dead on. You know, you already have to be your own boss before you even get any recognition in the game or from the general public. And right. As an artist, we all typically have this moment where we feel music is too important to let go. And can you describe that moment to me that you knew that you wanted this to be that life for you? Yeah, I definitely know what it was. I mean, shout out to moms. You know, moms was like, why don't you go to school and and, and be this and you can make a lot of money? And my my response was like, A, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> but B, 
yeah, because I mean, what's a lot of money is definitely up to debate, and it's different to everybody, right? So I'm like, that's that's not a lot of money to me. But B, (laughs) I'm like, that's not what I want to do, and I would be unhappy for the rest of my life, even if I was, you know, even if I would have went and got a a degree to. You know, I do have a degree, by the way. But if I would have went and got a like, degree in, you know, electrical engineering and I was working on computers, you know, and I was making uh, 100000 150000 a year, would I be satisfied? You know what I mean? And I've had opportunities to do some of these things that would take me away from what I'm truly passionate about. And the fact that I would pass up on all these different opportunities, all these different things that, you know, could be blessings to other people it just wasn't for me and that and that was that moment and it's always that redefining moment because I think everybody who's had the moment where they decided this was for them they probably also had that moment where they decided I can't do this anymore and I've you know of course gone through both of them and gone through those different trials and tribulations I mean it just made me stronger and more and it increased my resolve and my hunger for you know what this is because to me it was never about the money I mean the money is a big part the money is a part of the business right me creating a business money comes as a as a as a result of that, but what it was about me, it was about the importance of what I'm doing. And I don't take wow. that lightly. Like I am speaking for people. I am the voice of the voiceless, literally. Like I've been in situations mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've had to, you know, worry about, you know, where rent was going to come from or how we were going to pay this, or, you know, not being able to get into the club because I didn't have the type of money that these people had to even being in the club and doing all these different things. Right. I've gone through the things that most people in life have gone through and which makes me more relatable, I believe as our issues. And I can speak to them in a way that can, re- that can resonate with people because I've been through different things where, you know, if my whole lifestyle was based around me being rich and, you know, me having everything, then what would I talk about? You know what I mean? So I I have things that are important, things that I could touch on, people I've been around, things that they've been through, you know, the hurt, harm, and hardship that everybody that I've met and experienced has, has, to gone, has to go through. You know, I have that as a piece of my music. That's a piece of who I am and what embodies Jay Suave. I mean, it's outside of just, you know, the fly talk about women, which, you know, we will get to because that's <laughs> – you know that's 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 the that's the music that I really love. It just feel good. You want to dance to it, but when it comes down to it, I have something to say and it's important. And I couldn't leave it up to just anybody to say the things that I'm gonna say. So, wow, you know, Powerful. I had to do this. That's real, Jay Suave. You know, you dropping jewels on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. You know, you said hey. something that I want to reiterate. You said you're a voice for the voiceless. Like, that's powerful. Yeah. So what you doing, you do not take lightly, because how could you, right? Because you repping for the people. You, like you said, yes, you have your songs, right, for the ladies. Of course, that's commercial. That's what that feel-good music feels like. People love to dance to it to get you in the mood, right? But at the end of the day, it's so much more than that. And I, like you, you know, I have that commercial music. You know, I, I we're going to get into your song, Lolo, which I love, by the way. I have a track called Keep It On The Low. Yes, sir, it's hot. And I understand what it's like to have to give them that commercial music, but at the same time, you're a voice for your people, and you can't fail them, right? And at the end of the day, it's so much more than just, you know, the fly talk. And what would you say has been the biggest early stage challenge in your career? Um, I think the the same challenge that most people face, 
I mean, finances is always, you know, a problem, right? Because mm. as an artist, I'm I'm the check. You know, when I need to get a video done, I, I pay for it. When I got to get the graphics done, I got to pay for it. If I want to rent out a venue so I can perform in front of my people, I got to pay for it. You know, so yes, really that's... just figure, figuring out where is that medium so I can continue doing what it is I'm doing because I'm passionate about this and I know people want to hear this because when I let people hear the music, you know, and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I have to say this, yo, people have been impressed. If you have not heard it, please go listen, like, check me out, give me a shot. You know, if you don't like it, toss it out the window. But, like, this is, you know, this is real to the heart, from the heart type music, and we go everywhere with it. So people really enjoy the music. But, you know, getting it to them is a issue, right? You know, it's marketing costs. There's all these different things. So finances has always been the hardest issue in trying to figure out, you know, where to put the money first, most effective. Um, but, I mean, exactly. I, think, I think it's that way with any business. You know, when you're trying to grow a business, is you first and foremost you got to grow your name. If I if I got a restaurant, before somebody gonna eat there, they got to know it's there. So, okay. um, you know, the struggle for an independent artist is so real. Like I'm sitting here yeah. and I'm just like feeling right because I don't think like our family members or our friends or you know coworkers or whoever it may be, your fans. I do not think that they understand how this grind will just burn through your pocket. So you definitely got to find that medium to invest in yourself. And then, you know, at the same time, life is real. We got bills to pay. And yeah. it's definitely like a starving artist challenge. Like we're so hungry and it, it takes so much, you know, exactly. to invest in yourself. But it's critical. And when Jay Swab walks in the studio, you go in the booth and you begin to create your art. Explain to me and the listeners the feeling, the energy. Tell the people how you feel in that moment. Oh, I'm so glad you asked this, right? So it's like, it's like if you could look at it cinematically, it's like Jordan lacing up his shoes, right? About to go drop 50 on them, you know? For me, uh-huh. it begins before I even go in the booth because I'm producing the records too, right? So I already produced the record. I'm vibing out. I produced the whole album, by the way. Get at me for for beats. I do production and I write. But um, I produced and wrote the whole album. Let me let me clarify. So you know, I've I've already gone through the process of creating the music, and I've already gone through the process of you know writing a song, whether I literally wrote it down or I, I just kind of put it together in my mind. So by the time I'm in the booth, like it's the it is the second best feeling in the world. The, the, the best feeling in the world for me, you know, I don't have any kids yet, so I haven't experienced that. So the best feeling in the world for me is being on stage and being in front of and having having the attention of all these people who came out to be entertained, right? Or they came out for whatever different yeah. reason, but they're there and they're in front of you now. And for the next however long I'm up there, it is my job to keep these people's attention, and to show these people yeah. something that they haven't seen before within that three to 15-minute range to leave them in awe. Like, that is the most amazing feeling in the world. But people will never understand the feeling of creating something, creating something, and it wasn't there yesterday, but it's there now. You know, it's like that is the yeah. closest that we can get to divinity, right? God created the earth. If you're a spiritual person or whatever you believe, right, the earth was created. Like, that's the most beautiful thing in the world. So, the only thing that we could do to be close to that is create, you know, to bring things to this world, bring beauty to the world. And that's, that's what it is. Um, I go inside the booth and it's just, it's just whatever 
can happen there, and it's it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be good. Man, and yeah. I feel like when you're in the lab, and I'm pretty sure I'll be on point that you're just kind of completely lost and zoned out, submerged in that creation. And like you said, yes. you know, when we're an artist and we're in the booth, like you said, it's not every person that can understand the power of creation, like something that wasn't here and now it's here. And that's your yeah. creation. It's like I don't have any children. And to me it's like I really feel like those are my babies, like literally, yeah. you know. It's like those are the biggest parts of me that I could share with the world and to me it's almost like a vulnerable state no matter what you're spitting because yes. that's your creation whether it's commercial whether it's a deep track with a, you know a message anything we create and we give to our fans I mean that's a vulnerable state for us and you know yes it's like a nostalgic feeling like you know kind of euphoric like you can still remember, you know, the. I can still remember the first time I was in the booth like 10 years ago, how I felt. And it's always a very, very euphoric feeling. And this brings me into your song that I want to talk about that we hey. have in heavy rotation on RAI Radio. Shout out one to the time. number one source music, branding, and digital advertising. No shade to any other network. <laughs> Explain the meaning of your song, Lolo, and why you chose to release this as your single on RAI Radio. Well, first and foremost, shout out to my homie, Lucci Fontaine, who featured on the record. He really brought that thing together for me. But um, the way that, that record came about uh, and what it means, and it's a lot of different, you know, ideas of what it means, right? But uh, what it meant to me was just somebody that you're interested in. And rather than share your relationship with everyone, you keep it to you, you keep it between the two of you. You know, and that could be for a host of different reasons, whether you're trying to figure, you know, figure things out for yourself. You don't really want too many people in your business because then you got other people's opinions. You know, that's what it meant to me, but it can, it has so many different connotations, and I, I get it. You know, my boy said it's the side chick anthem. I wasn't talking about side chicks, but, hey, if you play it with your side chick and it works for you, hey, man, we got, you know what I'm saying, we got dual usage, man. I'm a double entendre. I'm an artist. But um, it, uh, it came about as being the single because, I, I just love the, mu- the the musicianship behind it. Uh, shout out to my boy Lawrence out in L.A., you know, played the bass on that thing, brought that thing to life. You know, that's my guy. Uh, we definitely going to be working together again on some uh, some more music. But, uh, you know, came in with a live bass, a live guitar. Um, the vocals were just, you know, hitting in a way that I was I was like, yo, this, this has got to be the record. And then I sent it to a couple of people, and, um, you know, my female fans all picked that record. So, I went with the ladies, you know what I'm saying? Because Jay Swallow rocks with the ladies. I understand your struggle, and I'm here for you, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we did. <laughs> and that's all day. And hey. I'm ready. I know the listeners are ready. And I got my man, Jay Swab, featuring Lucci Fontaine, Lolo, on RAI Radio. Yeah. I heard Jake Swallow, are you serious? She came through on the low, low. Yeah. Popping, popping on the low, low. Got a decree on the low, low. 
How this look? My reply be same as ever. Houston weather. How this thicker than the college book? I'ma need a scholarship. Ooh, I wanna tie you up. We gon' try all kinds. Of... Yeah. Candles lit, why the kind of lit? Yeah. Did you find the what I'm finding the Getting, why giving? What's that common sense? Oh, I guess the best compliment be accomplishment. Yeah. Poppin', poppin' on low, low Go to my website if you don't remember 
or you can't find the links, you can go to my website. It is jsuavemusic.com, J-M-U-S-I-C.com, um, and everything's right there on the homepage. Just click on it, it'll take you right to it, and you can also listen to some other music from me right there on the page. You heard my boy. Get over there, check out his website, and while we're now. at it, why don't you go ahead and tell all the listeners where they can find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, spell out all your social media handles. All right. I try to keep this very, very simple. So Instagram, Twitter is J Suave Music. Spelled J S U A V E M U S I C. Same as the website, J Suave Music. Uh for Facebook it is the real J Suave. Spelled T H E R E A L J S U A V E. But uh, catch up with me on Instagram, Twitter. Definitely, I'm on there. I'm on there right now. So if you hit me up, I might I might just give you something free. I don't know. I might give you a free record or something, you know, and a free sneak peek to the new music. Man, you heard my boy. Get over there and show him some love right now. You never know what he might give you. Free music, sneak peeks, show him some love right now. And I want to talk about your experience on RAI Radio. Have you enjoyed all the social media promo so far? Shout out to Renegade Revolt, beasting on all levels with the promo, baby. Hey, yo, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you for even having me and giving me this opportunity to, you know, speak to the people and let them know who I am and why you should rock with me because there's a ton of music out there. There's a ton of artists out there, right? Why should you rock with J-Swell? I mean, because I'm here for you. Like, I'm speaking about the things that are going to be important to you, but I'm not going to compromise the jamminess of the music. I'm going to make sure the music is always rocking. But uh, we we hear to, to, uh, you know, to share and to speak positivity and life into this world. So that's why you should rock with me. If you're into that, that's why you should rock with me over everybody else and appreciate our AI video for helping me broadcast this message and get it out there to people so they know what's going on. Like, hey, I don't want y'all missing All this. Day. We are excited at RAI Radio to be behind Jay Suave's music and brand, and I look forward to seeing you hopefully expand more with RAI Radio, distributed with Capital Music Group. And I have to ask, have you enjoyed yep. being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good job? Oh, yeah, you was dope. You kind of took me there with the questions. I really appreciate it. We, we We took it off the surface level and went a couple places. So, you know, hopefully, you know, people got understand a chance to get a little bit better understanding about who I am. I definitely got a better understanding of who you are. So, I mean, that was dope just by the questions you asked me. Uh, so, That's real. Uh, we got to kick it off the air sometimes. We definitely got to do that. People, please expect bigger and better things to come from this artist, Jay Suave. You've got to stay focused on your journey, and you've got to keep in touch with us on your grind. This is the official Boss Talk radio host of Power 102.8 LA, RAI Radio's number one hit station for all major hits. Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our banging mobile app, RAI Radio, and stream from over 10 different cities daily. Download the app today, send the queen a message, and I'll holla right 